no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Says I'm driving today, Shawnee. Oh yeah, this is a podcast. I fucked. I fucked it up already. We're supposed to be bigger and better than ever this year. I'm supposed <laughs> to do everything by the book. Rewind. Take it back. <laughs> hey, welcome in to Cold Dog Soup the mixtape. Ah, the man with the master, master Brian, Michael Frost, Flash, 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 Tuesday. So I'm driving today, Shawnee. And I'm playing a playlist that's called There's Always a Weekend, which is named after a, I can't even remember the name of the artist right now, but he had a song called There's Always a Weekend on his album. This banter for the common man, Sam Weinch is his name. Um, and they used uh, Banner for the Common Man as the intro to Comedians of Comedy, the HBO show, I believe it came on, featuring Patton Oswalt and uh, them cats. Because I'm old, I can't remember anybody's name anymore. There's always the weekend would be um, what I would say if I was at a party that didn't have a lot of people at it, but the weekend hadn't been invited yet. And somebody said, who should we invite? I would say the weekend. weekend. Uh, But I made this playlist at some point when you were in town. Mm -hmm. So I'm just jamming on it. Whatever's playing is whatever's playing. And the song that we're going to do today comes on. And it just, you know, it's a song I love. It's a song we talked about many times, but I hadn't listened to it in a while. But uh, boy, did she hit home today. And not because of, you know, the reasons that usually happens. Oh, I'm going through this and this song reminds me. Nope. This motherfucker just hit because it's a good ass jam. And it's I was so good. very excited to be bopping my head along and just like, man, this motherfucker is good. And then that got me to thinking about, I don't know if this isn't like a top five of this person's catalog. And that is saying some shit. But I don't know that I can name you five songs that I prefer to this one it just has everything that's give it away but we are doing cc peniston today yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely and we all know that there's all killer and no filler in the cc peniston catalog (laughs) cc's catalog the triple c (laughs) oh my god sorry but it's been a while since we have uh ripped the lid off of a cold dylan jam Mm-hmm. Feels like it's time for us to get back into this, and I'm del- and on any given day, this might be my favorite one. Um, but I think it's the best. No, none of that shit. But like, it's just got all the parts to it. Um, this coming off the heels of getting that uh, live Dylan um, recording from YouTube, that just I mean that that's one of the best things that's happened to me during this damn pandemic was finding that because it was truly, truly wonderful to get that thing. I may, I've got a story to talk about that later, but uh, we're going to talk about Bob Dylan's Mississippi today and not the Cheryl Crow version. (laughs) I swear to God, the reason why I finally turned heel on, on, 
on uh, Cheryl Crow is because her tribute to like 50 years of Bob Dylan or whatever in, in Rolling Stone, it started with, I released Mississippi for four years before Dylan did. Yeah. Cause he, re- he wrote this for, uh, I always forget the 97 record, but it came out on the yeah, it's time out of mind. It's time out okay. of mind record. Um, and, uh, yeah. Why, why do that? Why release this? I mean, I get it. It's a really great song, but it's av- okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to step back from my, irrational hate of Cheryl Crow. Sure, it is sure, irrational, sure. but it's very real. And mm-hmm. I know that lots of people love her and she's done a lot of things in music and all those things. I'm just saying for whatever reason, I don't dig it no more. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, the song is average in her hands. Much like um, Time it's Out cool. of Minds, uh, Make You Feel My Love. And I, that might be a Garth Brooks. Did Garth Brooks release that maybe? Yeah, Garth Brooks yeah. released that on the Hope Float soundtrack with yeah. uh, Sandra Bullock and Harry Connick Jr. Again, Why Harry Connick Jr. didn't sing it, I don't know. But incredibly average in those very capable hands. But the thing about those Dylan songs from that era, A, it's Dylan, and B, Dylan had the best band on the planet around mm-hmm. him when those songs were written and recorded and produced. And there's just something in it that even if you're not someone who is deep into instrumentation and arrangement and all that shit, um, it still cuts through. Like it still cuts through and Mississippi will, I will, I'll save that for later. We'll get to that part. Well, back then, I mean, Dylan's band was like um, DJ Han from Lincoln park, uh, Twiggy, uh, from uh, Twiggy Ramirez from Marilyn Manson. Unless and, you name uh, me a POD member, I'm going to cut this bit short. Oh, shit. I, <laughs> I was going to say Animal from the Muppets because that's the only funny drummer. <laughs> no, all drummers are funny. That's where you're confused. Literally gotta, every gotta, gotta, drummer gotta. is funny. <laughs> also, I gave Dylan a bass player, I think, a drummer and just a guy who has beats. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm here for, um, which yeah. was essentially that Lou Reed Metallica record. <laughs> God, I, I don't think I even know about that. Um, let's uh, let's start before we even get into the song. This song comes in at number two on uh, Love and Theft. Mm-hmm. I still am agitated that it wasn't the opener. It'd make for a good opener, for sure. It, it would make for, like, if you, me and Jason, uh, who I owe my Dylan uh, allegiance to, if not for him, I would not be into this. Your cousin um, who works at the Rhino. He hates uh, Tweedly Dumb and Tweedly D. Just fucking really? despise really? it. Yeah, he hates it. And there are very Is that few, track one on? It's Logan? track one. Okay. It's yeah. track one. And I've come to accept it. Um, brains in the pot that begin in the bowl dripping with garlic and olive oil really tickles me it's just mm-hmm. a funny line um, however he's right in that if you remove that song from that album there is no possible dead weight and if that album opens with Mississippi and the first thing you hear is then man it changes the whole way things go Every step of the way. God damn <laughs> But it, it Yeah, changes. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Because no, Twiddle Dumb and Twiddle D doesn't fit on that record. It's funny. Like, I, um, t- 
time out of mind i like so much better than love and theft theft and hmm. it's and mississippi is my favorite track on love and theft so i wonder i don't know i wonder why i wonder why i feel that way well there's there's more like hits there's more like uh, singles on, time uh, out of mind was more dynamic it did more things um love and theft feels like the soundtrack to a movie that we never saw that was made in 1940. Like that's what it, that's what the record feels like. And wrapped up in all of that is the first time most of us heard all these songs was 9-11 released yeah. on 9-11, 2001, the 9-11, not just a 9-11. It was released on the 9-11. So there's all these weird emotions tied up into that. Um, because the first time I'm hearing it is the backdrop is all this terrible shit that I'm watching on the news and also toxicity system of a down's toxicity was released mm -hmm. that day too. So think about where we were as music that day. <laughs> there was also some other uh, uh, hip hop or rap group that they were literally blowing up the world trade center on the cover. Mm. Was that, Oh man, was that war report? Was that maybe Capone and Noriega's war report that might have been that thing? At any rate, um, but that that is all. I'll always remember that when I cut this record on. Um, but it also represents probably my favorite time of Dylan's never-ending tour was when this record was had just come out, and Charlie Sexton was still in the band, and a lot of and Larry, Larry Campbell was still there, and man, it was just fucking. They were just dynamite and they were on they they were the band for this record that didn't always happen with dylan that his studio band was exactly the same as the tour as the touring band can i <laughs> can i give you a list of uh 10 records released on 9 11 i would love for you to and i'll tell Nickel you which ones were worse than 9 11 nickelback silver side up there's one that has the how you remind me uh, song on it Slayer, God hates us all. Uh, appropriate. <laughs> Apropos. EOD satellite. <laughs> Not worse than 9-11, but just as bad. Uh Damien Marley. I know uh, what's Bob Marley's song. Yeah. <clears throat> Mercury Rev. No idea. Ben Folds, Rock in the Suburbs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Worse the than. <laughs> Balua, the coast is never clear. Uh, System of a Down Toxicity, Dylan Love and Theft, and Jay-Z's The Blueprint. Hmm. That's a banner day for Jesus uh, Christ. Take out the other thing that happened on 9-11, and we are talking. <laughs> let's, let's put a pin in all that. I would love to go back and find out when the best day of record releases were. I mean, my God. You know, fuck. Talk about bad timing. <laughs> you get that out. If all those things come out a week earlier, maybe we're all losing our minds. God. <clears throat> um, uh, party music by Kit the Coup. That was who was blowing up the World Trade Center? Yeah. That makes sense. The Coup were a very uh, militant, very activist outfit. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Very interesting. Um, Mississippi, what does Mississippi mean to you? You know, I don't know if I know what it means to me. Um, I think this is a song that changes every time I hear it. Um, mm. I don't tie it to anything. Um, it's certainly a song about... 
I don't know if it's regret. I guess it's regret because that's, but that feels too on the nose, but it may be just the opposite. I don't know if he stayed in Mississippi and missed something or he stayed in Mississippi and therefore could not go do anything else. Like he, he stayed there. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you at the end what it means. I've always, I've always uh, taken it to mean I stayed in Mississippi. If I, I, I should, I should have left the day before I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Other, it, otherwise that, I'd never, I'd never have all this heartache and shit yeah, like that, but yeah, which is, uh, it, it is very, like, like you said earlier, like you're not going through anything right now, but it hit. And that's, that's my favorite thing in the world. When you, when you're not just honestly in love with somebody or you're not dealing with something that like a song has always implanted in you, um, <clears throat> or, you know, you don't have anything for that girl that song X reminds you about, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can still get into it, which, uh, hey, that's what music's about, right? Not to usher in crippling loneliness. Which uh, which was even a, a, la- a layer to this story that I didn't tell was I was about to cut on Phoebe Bridger's Punisher mm. because it was almost the perfect length to get me exactly where I was going from pillar to post. And uh, I was scrolling through my Spotify, about to cut it on. I said, you know what? I don't think I want to feel that way today. (laughs) So I'm just going to, I'm going to trust this playlist and we're going to see what happens. And I wound up with Mississippi. (laughs) She is, she is definitely. uh, She deserves a a full episode discussion. I almost hot shotted and said, let's just talk about Phoebe Bridgers tonight. But then I was like, I don't want to feel that way right now. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I feel like pretty much any episode can can really be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, do your stuff, man. So this is the, uh, hmm, I guess third. This and is a going half. to be hard already. I know it's going to be hard on you because I don't even hear these lyrics in my voice. Like I don't, I don't even know what I sound like singing this song because I've yeah. never done it as me. It's always this perfect. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's where, it's where Dylan's growl and it's where he, it's where he figured out how to make that sound. Not also incredibly lonely and sad, but very sweet too. And this, it, this is where that started on this record. Yeah. Time uh, out of mind. I guess, look, I'll say this before we go time out of mind. He thought might've been his last record because he thought he might die. Like he was very sick at yeah. the time and so time out of mind deals with with mortality um mm-hmm. so love and theft is that dylan that we kind of know now this was his first record this was mm-hmm. when he became yeah hank yeah. williams like this is that dylan the the country showman is is who ex- who comes out of this not to say he wasn't doing some of that before because if you watch like the soy bomb the famous soy bomb video and all that he's sort of he's he's doing the dress already and there are hints of it on time out of mind, but like that character, that iteration, um, yeah. this was the Jack record. Fate. That it, yeah. 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 Jack fate. This is Jack fate's sort of coming out party. Um, which is very interesting because it should have been, this should have been on the, so the, I mean, this actually might be the song that bridges the gap between. Yeah. It may be bridges the gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Trying to get to heaven is such a good song. Um, Every uh, this is, by the way, Mississippi by 
Robert Zimmerman. I didn't know you guys were that close. I call him Bob. Bobby Z. <clears throat> Every step of the way, we walk the line. It is so hard not to grow. I know. <laughs> Every I know. step of the way. <laughs> yeah. Every step of the way, we walk the line. Your days are numbered. So are mine. Time is piling up. We struggle and we scrape. We're all boxed in. Nowhere to escape. I mean, that's just, that's four, four individual lines that could have started this song. And they're all great. Those are four fucking lyrics that you would say is great in any song by anyone. He throws four of them at you in the first stanza, I guess, which we'll is call it. why this should be the first uh, song. It, it, <laughs> it drives me crazy. It, it, this thing is Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It's it's like a four and a half minute song that feels like it's nine minutes. So it you can feels just... so long. <laughs> Every time I see that it's only four or five minutes, I'm like, no, no, no. Now, to to not just beat that song up. It the function of that song is that it is the opening credits to this record. Yeah. In my yeah. mind, the record starts with Mississippi. That's where the story begins to unfold. Um, but it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. It, it really is kind of like science, science fiction, fiction double, double feature. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. really is kind of it, it functions as the credits are rolling. We're getting an establishing shot. And then the first dialogue of the movie is. Every step Every of the step. way we walk yeah, the line. Sure. Jesus Christ, I'm good at this. <laughs> City's just a jungle. More games to play. <laughs> Trapped in the heart of it, trying to get away. I was raised in the country. I've been working in the town. I've been in trouble ever since I set my suitcase down. Again, the movies, the, here's the movie that the protagonist is telling us. I've been in some shit, y'all. And it started as soon as I got here and checked into this dusty old hotel. <laughs> um, that just that line, I've been trouble ever, ever since I set my suitcase down is, you know, because I mean, th that could be used for anything ever since I, you know, walked into this bar and saw your face, ever, you know, ever since I walked into this classroom and put my backpack down ever since I, you know, uh, agreed to, you know, ever since I asked you to marry me and we metaphorically, you know, put our stakes down in, in this town. Got nothing for you. I had nothing before. Don't even have anything for myself anymore. Sky full of fire, pain pouring down. Nothing you can sell me. I'll see you around. I would love to offer some cool commentary, but this is the case where all that just speaks for itself. Got nothing for you. Um, I don't Got even have anything for myself. Oh. I mean, all that. I don't have anything for myself anymore. It's just this tortured line. And but I don't know. I don't know what he's what has hurt him so bad. Um, and then also, sky full of fire, pain pouring down. Like obviously, the thing to say there is rain, but nope, that's not where he goes with it. And then there's nothing you can sell me. And then he's out. I'll see you around. I always thought it was <clears throat> sky fell apart, came falling down. <laughs> what, uh, guess what? That's not a bad lyric either. <laughs> That's not bad either. Oh, man. But to just end that whole and, and like the music sort of, you know, the, the music changes in the middle of that. And he goes up on don't even have anything for myself anymore. Yeah. For all that to crescendo into I'll see you around is just this ultimate letdown of it's just defeat. It is utter defeat. In yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you met each other at a Chili's at two o'clock in the afternoon. Cause you had some time. 
I'm here. Keep keep feeding me this story. <laughs> you know, and then like you you chat for five or ten minutes, then you really want a second beer, but you don't want to be around this person anymore. So you're like, all right, I'll see you around. See you around. Knowing that you're not gonna, you know, you can tell yourself that you caught up with this douchebag that you've known for 20 years, but God, is see you around the worst possible uh goodbye? Is that the worst one? Yeah, see you around. Yeah, see you around. Oh God. Oh. See you around hit different these days. <clears throat> All my powers of expression and thoughts so sublime could ne- never do you justice in reason or rhyme. Only one thing I did wrong stayed in Mississippi a day too long. So here's a guy in Dylan, not necessarily the protagonist, mm-hmm. but here's a guy in Dylan who is debatably by some unquestionably if you ask me the greatest songwriter that ever did it mm-hmm. a fucking shakespeare of his time admitting that i can't do justice to this person with any of those fancy words and tricks that i know i cannot write words that will sum you up enough the <clears throat> only thing i can tell you is I stayed in Mississippi a day too long. So those uh, that this this I guess this is the end of the first verse, um, even though there's no chorus. Um, The chorus is just the intro. Yeah. Music played again. (laughs) Dylan uh, said in a 2001. um, He was discussing the troubled birth of the song David uh, with David Frick of Rolling Stone in 2001. Things got contentious once in the parking lot. Original producer Daniel Lanois tried to convince me that the song had to be, quote, sexy, sexy and more sexy. I know, end quote, I know sexy, too. He reminded me of Sam Phillips. Just picturing Bob Dylan saying I know sexy, too, is awesome. Uh, He reminded me of Sam Phillips, who once said the same thing to John Prine about a song, but the circumstances were not similar. I tried to explain that the song had more to do with Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights than witch doctors, and just couldn't be thought of some kind of ideological voodoo thing. Thus, those powers of expression... What a fucking wacky... What a crazy... You think you're going to get some insight, and then he's like... <laughs> I tried to explain the song and more to do with the Declaration of Independence and Constitution and the Bill of Rights than witch doctors. <laughs> witch doctors. Are, here's are here's Dan Lanois. Also, I just like to think of Dylan with his hood up, his backpack on, leaving the studio. Oh God! You, like you, you would like to think a guy who is I don't know about to get like, on the train toward Eight Mile. This is like his fortieth studio record at this yeah. time. Like he's yeah. done this a time or two. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just come out of, depending on when it was written and when they were trying to record it, um, you know, he, he's had a near death experience. Mm-hmm. And here he is arguing in a parking lot with some dude <laughs> about whether Mississippi should be sexy or not. <laughs> the, thus, those quote powers of expression and thoughts of sublime can be read as our love struck narrator's inability to express his profound feelings for his beloved or as an admission that for nearly a century after promising American citizens certain unalienable rights over half the population of Mississippi was enslaved. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) So this is Mississippi apologizing to 
the uh, African Americans and their enslaved ancestors. All my all my powers of expression and thoughts so sublime could never do you justice in a reason or rhyme. I've never even considered this song to be about Mississippi. No. Like this never even crossed my mind that again it's it's Cooley using Pulaski, Tennessee instead of Tuscumbia because yeah. Mississippi fits the meter. But there's another interpretation that this whole thing is a fucking ballad to Mississippi. I will say that you can fit Alabama and Louisiana in the same four syllables. So mm, it don't hit the same. No, it doesn't. It don't hit the same. You got to do some stretching in there. Mississippi fits the meter perfectly. Uh, well, the devil's in the alley, mules in the stall. Say anything you want to. I have heard it all. I was thinking about the things that Rosie said. I was dreaming I was sleeping in Rosie's bed. Complete non sequitur to everything we've talked about thus far. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know who the fuck Rosie is. Um, I see some, is there some background on that? I bet Devil's in the Alley Muse in the Stall is from some old blues song that I don't know. I'm going to guess Charlie Patton just right off the top of my head. Um, another mule kicking in your stall is a blues idiom, meaning that your significant other is cheating on you. Yep. So devil's in the alley, mules in the stall. The line has been used in Tear It Down by King David's Jug Band, 1930. If you catch another mule kicking in your stall, you better tear it down. And in the song Long Distance Call, performed by Bo Diddley. So close. So close. And Bob Dylan will put something in an alley, too. <laughs> devil's in the alley. Mules in the stall. Say anything you want. I've heard it, I've heard it all. Um... I don't know to that it's it's like I guess your your partner's cheating on you and either your partner is Rosie and you lost her or there's an, a, a a a woman named Rosie that you could have been with but you've been sticking around with this mule who's kicking <laughs> in the stall or he might be cheating too he might be the devil in the alley <laughs> it's true <laughs> it could be a, it could be a uh <laughs> who's sneaking into your lady while I was out <laughs> like it could be that I mean maybe it's just I'm just used to this but the um, just from a Dylan song I just think every every single line is about a girl yeah yeah or um, the constitution as I'm learning tonight <laughs> so walking through the leaves I'm sorry let me get that back walking through the leaves <laughs> falling from the trees Feeling like a stranger nobody sees. So many things that we never will undo. I know you're sorry. I'm sorry too. Just a beautiful fucking apology that 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 echoes, you know, don't think twice it's all right. Like mm. there's never, there's rarely a reconciliation in a Dylan song. Um, no. I'm struggling to think of one right now, but a lot of his songs are Bitter a far gone conclusion. Shit of you know don't think twice it's all right uh uh, boots of spanish leather like he never turns it around and has it work out in the end no i mean i'm thinking like gosh like shelter from the storm but that starts i mean that starts good like yeah yeah, all those things are you know like but there's if there's ever a tension in a relationship in a dylan song it's usually he's talking in the past tense like all of blown tracks is that way yeah i was about to say you you don't you don't think uh idiot wind has a reconciliatory Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) i don't think it but 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 your the point is there it's the same thing right by idiot wind it's we by the end 
and yeah. not just you. Yeah. He always yeah. blames himself. Yeah. He always absorbs his portion. Well, not always. I mean, somebody could, there's certainly an example, with it, but usually he will find some blame for himself in there as well. And that I know you're sorry. I'm sorry too. We both fucked up. So many things we never will undo. Um, which yep. kind of gets back to the earlier line of there was a mule in the stall, but what the yep. fuck was that devil doing in the alley? What um where would you place Probably ISIS? Getting Schmeckles sucked. <laughs> where would you place ISIS in that uh in the Matt Hankins uh it's my fault too um matrix? Because at the end he meets up with the girl, curses her one time and and goes on ahead. I, I always thought that he came back to ISIS in the end, mm -hmm. um, but I don't, he never took any blame for that though. Like ISIS was always about the journey home and not the journey away. Um, he never took any, like he never blamed ISIS, nor did he accept any blame either. Like it was, I married ISIS the first day of May and then I rode straight, I cut off my hair, rode straight away. He was out. My, he was gone in the first verse. <laughs> When you say it's about the journey back home, I guess you're right because the entire time he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Can we get through this ice pyramid? Mm -hmm. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, you're dead. And okay. said a quick prayer, just feel satisfied. Rode back to find ISIS just to tell her I love her. Like he just had a bad day, a real bad day. <laughs> hmm. Spanish flu got his homeboy. Shit. Some people will offer you their hand and some who won't. Last night I knew you. Tonight I don't. Oof. That's the toughest shit Oof. in the fucking world. Because I always, I always take that to like, well, we spent last night together. Why can't you come over again and again? You can stay forever if you want. <laughs> forever. I need something strong to distract my mind. I'm gonna look at you till my eyes go blind. He's so I don't. He's so confused. In like. He's trying to reconcile what the fuck happened. What happened between last night and today? What happened between the last stanza and this one? Right. It, right. I, I know was... you're sorry. I've been sorry too. <laughs> we will deal with this never. <laughs> and is he talking about a, a different person who who offered him, you know, their hand in this in this part here? Um but last night, I but that would mean I didn't know you last night. Tonight. So he's he's just confused. But I'm going to look at you until my eyes go blind. It would fit very neatly. And obviously, sometimes Dylan's just writing lines because they're cool. That's just there's no getting around that. Um, but I'm going to look at you to my eyes go blind. I <laughs> that's a that feels like a positive. Yeah. However, it's not. That's <laughs> it ends in a bad thing. <laughs> a friend of mine's always telling me, like, look, if it ends in a bad thing, then it's bad. <laughs> then it's good that it ended. Yeah, this is a bad thing. And if you were just looking, I mean, you know, I'm gonna look at you until my eyes go blind. One could interpret that as a very romantic line. Mm -hmm. But yeah. also yeah. if if you only looked at one thing your entire life, you missed out on a whole lot. And at the end, you went blind. It's just like Jason eyeing that bass guitar. He rest in peace, Johnny Dorvell. Rest in peace, Johnny Cheers. Dorvell. Cheers. Pour one out for JD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> well, I got. Uh, mm, well, I got here following the Southern Star. 
I crossed that river just to be where you are. Only one thing I did wrong, stayed in Mississippi a day too long. Technically, that's the chorus. Um, yeah. Anything that ends with stayed in Mississippi a day too long is the chorus. Fuck. He like, and you know, there's the echoing of the Mississippi River being this big to do, which is yeah. a callback to old America and the crossing, crossing muddy waters. You know, the crossing the big muddy was a big deal. It used to be the line that separated essentially one country from this unexplored fucking thing on the other side. Um, and he's, I crossed, I came across this river to be where you are. Um, but I stayed here too long. And so now I'm well and truly fucked. I'm legitimately starting to think that this is about a free black man in the northern states goes down to Mississippi to be 12 years a slave, right? <laughs> like he went back for something and some people will offer you their hand and some won't. I mean, like I got following, I got here following the Southern star. I mean, that's clearly just, you know, that's I, old Negro I, I, spiritual follow the drinking gourd. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot going on in this song. Fuck. <laughs> well, my ship's been split to splinters mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's sinking fast. I'm drowning in the poison. Got no future, got no past, but my heart is not weary. It's light and it's free. I've got nothing but affection for all those who sailed with me. And that those two lines don't fit anywhere in the rest of this song because it's just, just the it's 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 the acceptance of the dabda. You know, dabda? No. The fi- the five stages of grief of of uh, grief. God bless Texas. <laughs> but my heart is not weary, it's light and it's free. I got, I mean, that's just, you know, that's looking back and is he looking back on all his past loves and like, you know what? It, it ended shittily, but they were cool. They were cool. I had some fun. Had a hoot, had a hoot we and a t- half. We touched each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We made mistakes with each other. We stole some kisses beneath the moonlight <laughs> at the dark end of the street. So many things we'll never undo. Oh, everybody's moving if they ain't already there. Everybody's got to move somewhere. Stick with me, baby. Stick with me anyhow. Things should start to get interesting right about now. That's my other favorite line. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah. And and it's quintessential Dylan. It's a line that he doesn't fulfill on. He doesn't tell you when why things are going to get interesting. He never expounds this, on this how is, they get interesting. It's it, it's those those coy lines are probably the <clears throat> the shortest line that you can um, draw from Bob Dylan to Prince. Uh huh. Um, and it it reminds me of like a story that Conan O'Brien told about Prince when Prince passed away, and he they, he was basically at some benefit or something like that, and he was watching, let's say, Eddie Van Halen, R.I.P. Um, you know, play, play, uh, he was on playing some song and Conan was watching him off stage and Prince walks up and Conan says, oh my God, you know, looks down very, very steeply and uh, says, oh my God, Prince, I'm a huge fan. You know, we've never met. It's great to meet you. Are you playing? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then they just kind of stand there silently. And then um, 
the showrunner comes up. He's like, all right, uh, uh, Mr. Nelson, Mr. Prince, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you're up next. And then Prince kind of gives Conan this smile like, I told you I wasn't playing next. <laughs> when it's just like, it's like a, a dad joke from Prince. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what like, you know, th- things should start to get interesting right about now. It's something that like I thought would be a killer line and I could definitely deliver it in college or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust anybody else with it. No. I don't trust Brian Setzer with that lyric. <laughs> I don't trust Brian Set- Setzer. Any any non-feline related lyric. <laughs> I do not trust Brian Setzer with anything. <laughs> Unless we're talking... Well, anything with cats or strutting, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think people like call him and ask him up for like uh, like litter box recommendations? Absolutely. He's the number one cat resource online. God. He was behind pets.com. <laughs> uh, should have been ahead of things. Um, my clothes are wet, tight on my skin. Not as tight as the corner that I painted myself in. And his voice breaks as he delivers that line. It it gets real raspy on painted and corner. And he's just wailing. Like, I am fucked. I have <laughs> I should have never sat this suitcase down. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I know that fortune is waiting to be kind. So give me your hand and say you'll be mine. So maybe this does end happily. Will the emptiness There's certainly is no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> will, the, will the emptiness is endless, cold as the clay. You can always come back, but you can't come back all the way. Only one thing I did wrong. Stayed in Mississippi a day too long. Mm. Bum, bum, mm. 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 Will the emptiness is endless. <laughs> Yeah, you can always come back. You can't come back all the way. It's it's the you know you can never never go home again. The I, I think that's Horatio Alger. Uh, there's the you know more classic uh, media entry, Gross Point Blank, starring uh, John Cusack and Minnie Driver. Um, you know, I I don't know if this is somewhere he he's if this is his hometown he's revisiting or if it's. A place he he came across in his travels, and now he's stuck there. Or if it's just uh, you know a place that he wanted to leave and stayed a day too long, and now he can't. And that lyric always reminds me of "What do you mean you can't repeat the past? Of course you can," which happens on this record later. Um, and I think that's from the Great Gatsby. But those two feel like some sort of kinship lyrics. Yeah, I agree to your cookies, uh, uh, bobdylan.org.uk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, and this whole record draws a lot from F. Scott Fitzgerald. There's a ton of, like, Summer Days, there's a ton of this shit um, that's about, that's almost direct lifts from Great Gatsby. Um, and there's something akin in those lyrics that always reminds me of that other lyric which again a dylan staple like because he was because he knew his style so well and because he would stay on a theme in different places you know like that reminds me of something and that's what it, it usually when i hit that i'm 
usually reminded of another Dylan lyric. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like I said, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, it, it, it's, it feels longer than it is. Um, and that's not if you told me that song was nine minutes i would <laughs> i would sound like my son did the other day when we were we had just listened to uh oh man what was it i cannot remember what it was but it was eight and a half minutes long he goes did i just listen to an eight minute song <laughs> like yeah bud you did man i would get so annoyed at those at those songs if like the <clears throat> um you know you you buy you buy a cd and like you want to listen to every single one and then one's like eight minutes long mm-hmm in no, the middle you, of the record for you some have fucking cheated reason. me god the vinyl the, listening to vinyl all the time really makes you hate them oh yeah for sure especially if you get a lot of 70s shit and one side is one song well, what are we god. doing here guys what are We're we just doing? doing shit mississippi clocks in at five minutes and 21 seconds and if you told me mississippi was nine minutes long yeah. i would not i would believe that but i'd be happy with it american songwriter includes it as number 25 on its list of 30 greatest bob dylan songs Hmm. Give me that. Give me the top five from that list. I'll, I'll um, be the judge of that, and I'll determine oh, if Mississippi is better than any of them. You know, I almost I sent you something, or I, I almost sent you something recently because it. Oh man, I don't know if this is accessible anymore. Let's see. Um, well, while Shawnee's googling, I'll just start talking. Um, I got nothing. I'm terrible. <laughs> I was I was going I'm good to, at vaping. I'm not good at vamping. Hey, oh, I was good. I was going to send you uh, something similar, like the best Bob Dylan songs uh, that somebody wrote, and it's just like you know, fucking, top five most popular. Yeah, like blowing it. Uh, yeah, so th- this is basically the same song, uh, same list. <clears throat> um, Twenty five Mississippi, <clears throat> twenty four Two Ramona, twenty three Bob Dylan's One Hundred Fifteenth Dream. 22, Bob Dylan's Dream. 21, Hurricane. 20, That's just you. lazy. <laughs> oh, it gets lazier, my friend. 19, Isis. 18, Rainy Day Woman. I'm surprised they didn't say... Rainy Day Woman can fuck right off. <laughs> 17, Simple Twist of Fate. Idiot Wind, Just Like a Woman. It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. Ballad of a Thin Man. Visions of Joanna, Subterranean Homesick Blues, number First 10. of all, Visions of Joanna should be in no list under Subterranean Homesick Blues. That is repul- repulsive. 11 and 12, yeah. Number 10, Tangle Up in Blue. Nine, Tam- Mr. Tambourine Man. Eight, Tangle Up in Blue is not the best song on Love on Blood on the Tracks. Number nine, Mr. Tambourine Man. Number eight. Oh, fuck Mr. this list. Fuck that. Number nine. Oh, it gets so much worse. Eight, Masters of War. Seven, A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. Number six, Desolation in Row. Number five, It's All Right, Ma. I'm only bleeding. Number four, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. Number three, the times they are changing. Number two, like a Rolling Stone. And number one, Joan Baez's favorite, Blowing in the Wind. This list sucks. American songwriter. How easy would it be to just get a job for American <laughs> songwriter? If, if that's the criteria to just list uh, Dylan Hitch chronologically, yeah, I can knock that out. <laughs> Tell me what 26 is. God. Oh, they stop. Or, or what 25 is, I should say. Or yeah, it, what, what, how, how far does that list go? It, it goes to 30. Let me. Uh, yeah, give, give me the whole list now. I'll be righteously angry at all of this. And throwing Mississippi in at 25 is even more infuriating. It's like, we should add one of the newer ones. Oh, fuck you. Of course. She's your lover now when I paint my masterpiece. I don't even know what she's your lover now is. I've never heard of anything. Never heard of it. You 
Trixie Angelina, Buckley. Moonshiner, and Dear Landlord. Oh, get out, American songwriter. You and Dennis Dodd can piss right up a rope. Evan Schlansky. Fuck you, Evan. <clears throat> um, USA Today article ranking all of Bob Dylan's best songs. Place Mississippi first, just ahead of Visions of Joanna and Like a Rolling Stone. I want to tell you about She's Your Lover now real quick, Shawnee, to talk about how 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 a slick Evan thinks he is. She's your, the reason we don't know it, because mm-hmm. it was written for Blonde on Blonde and is not on Blonde on Blonde. So it's on like the It's on the bootleg series. Yeah. yeah. Get out. Get out of here, Evan. And just like throws it a bone at 26. <sighs> and he throws Mississippi a bone. But when, depending on when this list came out, it was that it's certainly the newest song on the list. Yeah, yeah. You mean to tell me um, not dark yet is not better than any of those songs oh, 25 man. through 15? Fuck off, Evan. Fuck off. Let's kill him. Let's kill him. Let's storm his house. <laughs> Let's take his podium. Let's swat him. Let's <laughs> let's see if he streams. Let's, swat, let's dox him and swat him. Let's dox him and swat him and uh, smurf him. You know, you, you know, smurf him. I want to grape him. <laughs> <laughs> love this. <laughs> grape him. So uh, we love Bob Dylan on this podcast. There's really no. It's true. Getting over that. Um, and. I've listened to him for so long that you you do fall in those places where I don't listen to it a lot for a while. And then I'll mm-hmm. go cut one. I'm like, nope, he's still the fucking king. Like this yeah. still is exactly as good as it. And the thing about the Dylan stuff is, and partially why I'm being so hard on Evan, I don't go back <laughs> and listen to, you know, records one through five a lot anymore. No, because I don't need to. Like, you know, I, that, yeah. they, they were the gateway. I pounded those things. But that's not where it stopped being good. I understand that his reach was stronger then and it was more influential and all that stuff. But that don't that's not the mark of a good record. The mark of a good record is when you hear one in the middle of a, of a fucking Tuesday and you're like, nope, this shit here is some shit I'm going to talk about later tonight because it's that great. <laughs> and the new record is really good. Um, and somehow, some way, that 17 minute song about Kennedy getting killed fits in that record. It works for Is it record. on that record? It's the side four of that record. Awesome. <laughs> Hell, at one point I thought it might be side three and four, but it uh, fits. Um but yeah, no, it's it's it, I I understand what you're saying because like the um you know oh gosh. Uh, I mean, I think honestly, my entrance into Bob Dylan was Highway 61 Revisited and Bringing It All Back Home. Yeah, that's where a lot of people come. And you know, like, I will, <clears throat> I will listen to. It takes a lot to laugh. It takes a train to cry. Um, Desolation Row. Um, but I'm not gonna like go back and listen to Maggie's Farm. That's another song Jason hates because you know, it doesn't like, do anything. I mean, like, so, it, yeah. it, it has no, I get at the time, I get, it. I get it, I get it. But that's the thing is we get lost in the reason I hate rainy day women so much 
is because <laughs> nobody thinks about what that song is about. They just hear no. everybody must get stoned and they think it's about drugs. And they think the line of the title of it is everybody must get they stoned. They also think that. Um, I don't ever need to hear blowing in the wind again. Like so to to wrap this up, to book in this, I listened to that um that soundboard recording from that Atlanta show in 2002, I believe it was. And I mean, and I knew that there was, I was probably at that show um, because it was of that time. I was at so many of them. I couldn't say for sure, just because of the set list um, that I was there. And, you know, it's not like Dylan does a lot of stage banter. That is, hey, you're not, <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. So, yeah. But as I'm listening to it, I get this feeling. And I'm I'm at the show. I, something happens, and it reminds me. It's like I had to be there. And he goes into the the encore, and the encore used to always be, um, it was usually like, or he would close with Rolling Stone, and then he would come back, and he would do one of the new songs, like Summer Days or something like a big rocker, and then he would do one of the big classics, Blowing in the Wind, Knocking on Heaven's Door, and that was it. And so I remember we we were me and Jason were both living in either I probably live in Alabama. He lived in. I don't know. We were not living in Atlanta for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and we hear blowing in the wind. We're like, OK, cool. We can beat the old traffic. So we get through most of blowing in the wind and we start heading up at Phillips Arena. And I'll never forget. We get to the top of the stairs and I can see the concession stand. And we hear something happening. And both of us look at each other and go, is that Watchtower? And it was Watchtower. And we, we run back down to our seats because now he's doing an unprecedented third encore and it's fucking Watchtower. And we're losing our shit. And I had I'd, forgotten I'd to, about that. I don't, I don't think I would... Uh, <coughs> I'd listen to, to Watchtower um, too often. But the opportunity to see it live would be fucking awesome. And to hear Charlie Sexton play on it is just a real hoot. Because that was be the that oh, was like sure. the only time he'd let Charlie get get wild. Because usually <laughs> he'd be like, mm -mm, "Nope, stop, stop what you're what doing." Is, what is Rainy Day Woman supposed to be about? Is it just the trials and tribulations? Like everybody's got to take their lumps. Yeah, yeah, that's what the song's about. Everybody must eat shit sometimes. But wait a minute. <clears throat> The the title is Rainy Day Women number 12 and 35. Mm -hmm. And man, if you multiply 12 by 35, you know what number you get? Oh, twenty. <sighs> bubble, 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 bubble. And, then, well, and Watchtower has that same problem because they think it's Plowman Dig My Herb. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what people think that lyric is. Oh, man. I always thought it, no, it was no reason to get excited. You got it. You got it all sorted out, Shawnee. Well, I you guess what it. I'm saying is, if you can't get past his voice, you're just being a jackass. Um, this is the greatest songwriter of our time. If he does not play um, songs that are dynamically and sonically to your taste, I would suggest you need to expand your taste. And there's something in the catalog you can latch on to. Um, and in this time, where we look every day and we find that another giant pillar of entertainment and art has passed on, I would advise you to
to get on the fucking train with this one now because mm-hmm. he ain't going to be here forever. And by God, when the, that terrible day comes, when he is no longer here, if I see you motherfuckers say anything about Bob Dylan and I don't trust your credentials, you will hear from me. This has been a warning and this has been Cold Dog Soup, The Mixtape. Every step of the way We walk the line Your days are numbered So I'm burned Time is piling up We struggle and we strain We're all boxed in Nowhere to escape City's just a jungle More games to play the heart of it trying to get away I was raised in the country I've been working in the town I've been in trouble ever since I set my suitcase down got nothing for you I had nothing before don't even have anything for myself anymore Paint on down Nothing you can sell me I see your All oh, my powers of expression I thought so sublime Could never do you justice In reason or rhyme Only one thing I did wrong Stay And it's sinking fast I'm down
no future, got no past But my heart is not weary It's light and it's free I got nothing but affection for all those who've sailed with me Everybody moving If they ain't already there Everybody got to move somewhere Stick with me, baby Stick with me anyhow Things should start to get interesting right about now My clothes are wet Tied out my skin Not as tight as the corner That I painted myself in I know that fortune Is waiting to be kind So give me your hand And say you'll be fine Now the emptiness is endless Cold as the clay You can always come back But you can't come back on the way Only one thing I've been wrong Stayed in Mississippi a day too 